Hey there, I'm Amy, and welcome to the podcast, Fearlessly Facing 50. This podcast is about conversations and connections, and my mission is to encourage women over 40 to live their best life. You know what, ladies? We haven't peaked yet, and we are just getting started. So if you're ready for some real talk with real people and real conversations about what really matters, you found the right place. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's get real. Hey there, I'm Amy and welcome to the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. Thanks so much for joining in this special episode today talking about our fear and anxiety and how we're navigating uncharted waters as we go forward day to day with COVID-19. Today, I am so pleased to have with me a very special guest who will be sharing her insight and knowledge around her day-to-day, how she is navigating this under one roof with kids home and her husband and, you know, her adjusting to her new normal and giving us some insight going forward how we deal with our fear of the uncertainty at the moment. Dr. Ludwig is a nationally known psychotherapist and award-winning reporter. She's a regular on Nightline, CNN, Headline News, the Fox News Channel, where she talks about psychological lifestyle issues as well as the criminal mind. She's also appeared on national shows such as Daily Mail TV, 2020, The Tamron Hall Show, The View, Fox and Friends, Wendy Williams, you name it helping audiences and guests alike to understand the complexities of the human condition. So I'm very grateful that Dr. Ludwig has given some time today to share her insight with us. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back and relax, and enjoy my conversation with Dr. Robbie Ludwig. I have a very special guest today, um, Dr. Robbie Ludwig, who I know many of you have heard, have seen. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm very pleased to have you. So Dr. Dr. Ravi Ludwig, thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you know, it's a time that I think there is so much fear and uncertainty. And from my followers in the past week, I would say in the majority of my questions are, I'm getting are, you know, how, how do we, how do we navigate this? You know, I'm waking up and there's a sense of fear. So we're going to dig right in and just go over kind of everything from little kids all the way up and get some advice from Dr. Ludwig as to how she is processing this in her own life and kind of just some tips as we go forward. You know, I feel as though this is really a a character test for Americans. And I think we're at our best when we work together. But of course, we have these questions around fear. So let's start with young adults. So, you know, pretty much, I think throughout the country, college campuses are now closed. And and most are saying, you know, you're not going to be coming back. Um, And in that situation, a lot of kids are you know, you're in your late teens, early 20s, and all of a sudden you're at home wanting mm-hmm. to be with your friends and have things stuck at your dorm, maybe. I know in my situation, my son can't go back and, and move out yet. Um, what's your advice as we navigate this with college kids? 
Well, I have one son who's in college, and I also have a daughter who's a senior in high school. So I certainly am living this truth in this reality. And Absolutely. I'm I'm not going to lie. It's, it's challenging for them. Although initially there was a novelty, and it was really nice to spend time together as a family and having regular family dinners. My son was having a hard time conceptualizing this six feet distance with his friends and, and right. has a need for mental health reasons to be amongst right. his friends. And so the way I have tried to explain it during family dinners is that they are experiencing a unique time in history that mm. they will be telling their children and grandchildren about. Right. And it is for a brief moment in time and this will pass, that they need to behave in ways that are for the greater good. And right. so I try to put it in a perspective of being an activist, if you will, and understanding what this moment in time can mean for both them as individuals and also just as being part of a community and a global community. So that's how I try to do it as, as far as conveying the message um, and then my husband who's a physician goes into the more medical component of it right. which I think is really interesting in and of itself the other piece is connection is really important yeah. And we yeah. are social beings, and that's part of what helps us to feel our best. And right. that connection can still happen. It can happen through technology. And my daughter has been having different video chats with different groups of friends. I heard her laughing hysterically last night. And, you know, she gets dressed up, and she's prepared to speak to right. all the people that matter to her. And just for your listeners, I just read this morning that there is a new dating app during the mm -hmm. pandemic <laughs> for college kids specifically so that really? they can connect with they can connect with colleges and college kids who are experiencing this, you know, across the country. Right. So I thought, what a great right. idea. That is a great idea. Yeah, it's probably developed by some college kids, right? It yeah. probably is. And I thought, how great, because what matters is connecting. And it is. That's true. You know, and I think if we can find different ways to be with each other, we may even discover a new form of intimacy that we didn't have before. Mm -hmm. That's very true. That's very true. That's good advice for me because I've got under my roof right now. We went from, you know, a family of two, usually with my high schooler home now to six. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that was some great advice in there and talking about that connection. And I do think Zoom, I mean, now everybody's talking about, you know, these Zoom conference calls and such. So I guess that is, that is true. That's how you can keep your connection. So, you know, let's talk about young adults that may be working, that may be, you know, living in big cities mm -hmm. or that all of a sudden are, um, I have one myself who's in her early 20s, you know, was living in New York City, now has come home for a bit. But, you know, some of them are losing their jobs. They're having to file for unemployment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's let's talk about that group of kids, maybe say from 20 to 25 that are that have had to either move home when they've had that independence for so mm -hmm. long. Mm -hmm. What would be some strategies around that you would suggest? Well, it, you know, it really is a time to rethink their careers and how they can be of value. 
Uh, it may be a time similar to wartime, right? We're fighting this war right. against a virus to figure out how they can contribute and, and bring their strengths to the community. So mm. it may look different for a period of time. They may also get some new and inspiring ideas. I think it's really important to remember there will be people who use this time to find the opportunities that exist. Mm, and true. that's true during all challenging times. And I think if you are a parent who is trying to help their child navigate through these challenging times, the best thing to do is to inspire them. You know, so mm, a job is a job. Yeah. Jobs right. get lost and new jobs are found. So maybe this is a time to give blood. Maybe this is a time to find a way to foster a pet. You know, find new mm -hmm. ways to be valuable, whether right. it's donating your time or thinking about your work from a different kind of construct. Maybe this is right. a time to try certain theories that you didn't have an opportunity to test out. Now they have that opportunity. Mm, that's powerful. Absolutely. Good advice. One question I got um, was about older people at risk. So somebody had written in that said their parents who are in their 70s are feeling fine. Um, they don't want their di life disrupted and they don't want to feel isolated. And they live about three miles, it sounds like, from their family. Um, they'd really like to see them. <laughs> what is your advice? My advice is, listen, I totally get it. Yeah. Nobody wants to feel stopped. Nobody wants to feel isolated. We right. are a country based on freedoms. We're not China. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> yeah, we right. don't follow the rules very well. Right. But this is for even if somebody is feeling fine, right. uh, that doesn't make it okay to interact with the community at large. Listen, yeah. we're all going to be inconvenienced. And yes. I think the challenge is how can you help your parents during this modern day and age stay connected so that they feel that they are loved and that they can share love in a way that's healthy for themselves and their families. Mm, that's fantastic. Yep, that's true. So, you know, staying home. Don't roam, stay home. I think I heard that yesterday. So, yeah. you know, maybe a video chat or something like that. And it is pretty easy. I have to say I'm, I'm, we're doing a family cocktail hour tonight with our extended family all over the country. And uh, my father-in-law is 80. And, you know, trying to navigate Zoom, he's never navigated the Zoom app. But we walked him through it and said, you know what, just you have to click on this link and then there will all be, you know, so it is easy to do, but it is taking that time. And maybe that actually, as I'm talking out loud, thinking maybe that is kind of giving, you know, the grandchild a little bit of power and saying, hey, grandpa, I'll teach you how to do this. It's so, forming new. Yep. It's forming new alliances. And I know right. I have my, you know, my parents also, my dad is 83 and, and my mother will be turning 80. Um, many grandparents and parents will be celebrating birthdays in this isolated state. Right. And um, I've also noticed too, that in some ways, you know, our family's more responsive to phone calls and FaceTime and Zoom times in a way that we never were before. So yeah. I think in some ways we're learning who's important to us and to mm -hmm. make time for those we love. You know, prior to this, I think we were all, I think the world was in a very lost place. We were right. very divided. 
We were not talking to people that had different political ideas. Um, you know, people were, were cruel, self-involved, materialistic, narcissistic, right. if you will. Um, yeah. You know, so many selfies, you know, were being put out there. Not that I have anything against it, and I'm all for great selfies. Right, um, right. But now we're kind of stopping to think, who do we love? Who matters? How can we show them? How can we mm. show them through our words, through our deeds? And so we really are resetting as a community and I think as a global community as well to yeah, really I rethink agree. how we've been operating. And not all of it was so fabulous. Right, right. That that crazy, busy chaos, exactly. It has allowed us to kind of just chase slow for a bit, mm -hmm. which is very true. So let's talk about anxiety over, you know, getting the disease, contracting the disease. There's a lot of this. You know, you mm -hmm. almost can become hypochondriacal, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. you almost can. It's that feeling of fear. What would you suggest for people that are overwhelmed you know I am gonna just throw this out there because I guess from my own when I'm watching the news um, you know you're seeing all of these cars and and thousands of people lined up to get the test um, is everybody needing to get the test or are people becoming it, this is this fear taking over that they think they have a sore throat or a cough and then they're you know I just I think we're on that. It's a fine balance, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, everybody is a little bit more cognizant of their physical symptoms, right? Right. Um, and we're more aware and wondering whether we have it or not, whether we might have it and not be sick. I mean, that's just what is our cultural diet right now in terms of right. what we hear 24-7. Right. Uh, and I have two thoughts. I mean, I had a friend from college call me and say, you know, I'm sick. I have a fever. My husband's sick. We can't get a test anywhere. What can we mm -hmm. do? Right. You know, in part, number one, if you're sick and have coronavirus or COVID-19, right. it doesn't mean you're going to die. So I think right. that's really important to put out there that yeah. most people will get better. And right. it's the people who are older or have underlying health issues that are really more at risk. That's not to right. say that other people can't be at risk. There are certainly other factors right. uh, at play. But the best thing you can do right now is follow what you're hearing. Social right. distancing, washing yep. your hands, disinfecting your home to make sure that it's clean, washing your clothes, um, you know, taking good care of your emotional and physical health. Make sure you're yes. getting the right rest. Make sure right. that you're mentally taking care of yourself, that you're creating a routine, uh, that you're doing things that are healthy for your mind, body, and spirit so that you can build up your immunity. Other yes. than that, that's really all we can do. Listen, the tests are great and comforting on some level, but it's not the entire answer. You can take yeah. a test. And find out that you don't have uh, COVID-19. And right. then you can go out and be exposed to somebody who's a carrier and then get it then. So exactly. we still need to practice what we are being told. It is supported by the medical community, by the World Health Organization, by the CDC. Exactly. And that's yep. what we can do for ourselves in our community. Right, right. That's perfect. That's perfect advice. Let's talk about... Um, young moms or not even young moms, but just moms that have young children at home that don't have the structured online classes 
available to them and they're struggling. Maybe they're now working from home and they've got kids under six, you know, two or three of them that are running around and, you know, interrupting conference calls and, you know, life is disrupted for everybody. Mm -hmm. But what would, what advice would you give? Because I do feel that there is a component of women out there trying to do it all right now and trying, like we always do, you know, we want to put on the cape and be perfect. Um, What advice would you give to those moms of any age with little kids right now that are really trying to keep it all together, but they're struggling? Yeah, I would say, number one, don't pursue the perfect. Life Mm -hmm. is in chaos right now, and it's going to take a minute to find your new normal, but allow life to be messy until you figure out how to reorganize it. Uh, it, You know, there are going to be frustrations, and that's part of parenthood. But also know that this, in many ways, is going to be wonderful for your kids to have you around all the time, especially especially if you can find a way to take responsibility for your emotional energy. And I actually think this is something that we all need to do, that we Mm -hmm. need to take responsibility for the emotions that we are sharing when we are amongst our family, because mm-hmm. it can go dark very quickly, and we don't yeah. want that to happen. So right. stay stay connected to your mom groups, too. Make sure right. that you're doing those Zoom calls. I mean, I have so many different types of cocktail parties. I have one with my high school friends, and they're all in different right. situations. And then I have one with my mommy friends. And yeah. we're all going to be talking about our own mutual experience, and there's a power in that universal connection of knowing that you're not alone, that you do have, um, you know, support out there and that other peer, other people are experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. That can be very healing. Yeah, that is so true. So let's talk about self-care for a minute because women tend to put that on the back burner you know, in regular life. And now, you know, in our regular busyness, we put it on the back burner. And now we've got this crazy chaos. So how do women make time to, you know, for self-care, which is so important right now? Any advice there? Yeah, we need to be deliberate about it, just Mm -hmm. the way we needed to be deliberate about it before. Right. Right. So to take time and also to schedule it in it. If you're waiting for something to happen naturally, it may never happen. So have an idea of when you want your workout time to be. Try to think about what you want to eat in a healthy way. How do you construct healthy eating so that you can feel energized? Mm -hmm. Do you need time to meditate? Do you need time to read books or articles that feed your mind in a healthy way? It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be long. It could be at half an hour intervals, do 15, do 10, do five, do whatever works, but do it on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yep. That's great advice. Even taking a bath the other night, somebody said, what are you going to do? You know, one of my friends said, how are you kind of taking care of yourself? And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to go draw a bath, put some candles around it, unplug completely and just read my people magazine or something like that. I just needed that. 10 minutes of time and you do you have to make it consistent you have to make the time so if you don't mind me asking because I know you are so busy between interviews and media and you know um, everything you have going on (laughs) can you walk me through a day because your house is full you've got your your, well your husband's a physician so he's probably on the front lines you've got kids home 
walk me through a day of your life right now, just so we can kind of understand how you're managing it. Oh, okay. Well, um, I wake up and I need my morning coffee to start the day. Right. I read my emails and, and kind of get drawn into different articles that I find really interesting and inspiring, yeah. watch a little bit of TV, and then I go through, I make a list of things that I want to accomplish, and I'm really invested in creative thinking time. So mm. I really think a life well lived or a life that makes me happy is thinking creatively. And so yeah. I give myself time to think, what, how can I use this time so that it matters? What am I supposed to be doing, reading? Who am I supposed to be connecting with right now? And it's all yeah. about figuring out the next. And I'm fortunate that I have many people that I really enjoy connecting to and that I love. And I make yeah. time for that every single day. Mm, that's awesome. That's fantastic. That's what people need to hear. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And thank My pleasure. you. Thank you. Yeah, because people, that's what we need. And I think women crave community. Yes. Uh, you know, during times of regular busyness and now in this chaotic time, we do. We crave community and we want to hear from other people and connect those threads. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for taking time this morning because I know how busy you are. This is such valuable information for people just to know that they're not alone and that, you know, we will get through this. Yeah, we're going to get through this and to try to learn through this time instead of right. wishing it away and wishing your life away. We are all experiencing a very important time in history and culturally mm -hmm. and as part of American history as well. So right. try to look at this time in that way and value it. Mm -hmm. Powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I will link a, um, you know, your website and details about you on the episode so people can reach out to you. And, you know, that's just such valuable information. So thanks so much for taking time today. Thank you, Amy. Be well. And I look forward to meeting you in person soon. Sounds great. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the episode today with Dr. Robbie Ludwig. I hope that you found her insight and knowledge valuable as you are navigating the murky waters of COVID-19. One thing that Robbie talked about was connecting with people and how people come into your life for a reason and to make that time now that we have this gift of time to connect with people, 